ओपमतिसूक्ष्म निष्प्रपंचम निरीहम गगन सदृशमीशम सर्वूताधिवासम त्रिगुणरहितचेत ब्रह्म वरेण्यम विमल परमहंसंगमकृष्ण भजाम ओम शांति 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 वी वर्शिप द स्टेनलेस परमहंस श्री रामकृष्ण हु इज बियॉन्ड ऑल कंपेरिजन the subtlest of the subtle transcendent free from all desires infinite like the sky the lord and ground of all beings the venerable supreme brahman an embodiment of knowledge bliss and existence and beyond the three gunas we salute him again and again om peace 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 be unto us all <coughs> this is a very uh, big day for us because this we call as annual public dinner day and here we uh, it is coming from a lo- for many many years that to introduce some friends who are not familiar with vedanta it is an opportunity so that others can come and know about ramakrishna and vedanta that's why this is a special day we invite some of the swamis but this time we have the opportunity of having swami beda swarupa nanda and this swami is arrived here only maybe 13 months from india and he is an assistant to our assistant swami of our seattle center so he is the speaker and his topic is ramakrishna and his message today to say a few words about him is that he is initiated into mantra diksha from our 10th president swami bireshwarananda maharaj in 1976 and then he joined in our headquarters at belur math after 10 years 1986 and then immediately he worked in our editorial <coughs> as an editorial staff in the bengali magazine which is udbodhan started by sami vivekananda and he was there <coughs> for about 4 years 1986 to 90 and then he had his training at our headquarters called training center afterwards he worked in our hospital one of the big hospital center in brindavan and he was there for 93 to 96 and then he got sanyas or the monastic vows from sami bhuteshanand maharaj the president in 1996 then he served in our hyderabad hyderabad center where there is a school of language and he worked there for 7 years in an administration and then he again he worked last before coming to this country he was working in gold park in the school of foreign language and also looking after museum art galleries 
and also value education for youth. And it was very popular for the youth because giving them some value education which was started in the Institute of Culture. And he was there for another 11 years, 2003 to 2013. And then he came here in March 2014 as the Assistant Minister. So he is a good speaker. He was in Bengali. Uh, in Bengal he was, when I came I was also like that. Huh? I didn't know English much. <laughs> But I was pushed into, <laughs> thrown into swim uh, uh, to speak uh, in English only. So uh, that is. But he was a very good speaker in in Bengal, as we hear his reputation. And he was in Institute of Culture to encourage many young youth uh, to uh, be in the spirit of Vivekananda and Ramakrishna. So we are very happy to have him here today to speak on the topic that Ramakrishna and his message. So I welcome him. Please, be the Shurpananda. I'll be better sitting there to see you. स्थापकाय च धर्मस्य सर्वधर्मस्वरूपने अवतार वरिष्ठाय रामकृष्णाय ते नमः। The one who came to establish dharma, who is the personification of all faiths and religions, who is the very embodiment of the divine, the greatest embodiment of the divine, that रामकृष्णा आयाफर्मी Salutations. This verse called Sloka was composed by Swami Vivekananda, you know. It was a spontaneous composition. Sthapukaja Dharmasya. Today it is known by millions. So, good morning friends of Hollywood, Los Angeles. Maharaj has expressed so many things about me, but you must know. I feel blessed visiting this, our, one of our most prestigious centers, and where many devotees are connected, and it has great history, past history, many great swamis, stayed here, some of you were there, initiated by them, and when it, this center started, I was, I did not see the light of this world. So, at the very outset, I offer my respectful pranams, salutations to revered Swami Sarvadevananda Ji Maharaj, you know very well, and revered Maharaj Ji loves me, so lovingly he has invited me this center, especially on this special occasion, on this August occasion of the annual public, Sri Ramakrishna Public Dinner Day. 
Am I right? It's a, so to share, share some ideas with you on Sri Ramakrishna. And uh, Swamiji, Swami Sarvadevanandaji, uh, is so senior monk in this great order. If you go India and even remote villages and cities, <laughs> you will understand how popular he was there. He used to come in close touch of many common people of remote villages and also his love, affection, I have seen little bit. So he is so senior monk in this order and you have heard I have come here in this country for the first time I am coming abroad and this country only one year. So I am so junior to him and one year child in America. You can understand. <laughs> Even before joining, I, at, I used to attend his class. As you are attending, I offer my respect to other, our monastic brothers. Many seniors are there here, sitting. My love and respected nuns, Matajis, and love and congratulations to you, our dear friends those who are closely associated here or coming for the first time today. The topic is Sri Ramakrishna and his message. The life of Sri Ramakrishna actually to you, those who are bold devotees here coming, need not introduce, but his life is divine and most expanding life. Very difficult to express him in lectures in some talks this way. Even Swami Vivekananda, the foremost disciple of Sri Ramakrishna, could not write his life. You know, he only composed some hymns on him. Those hymns are unique, unique something, presentation in Sanskrit, composed in Bengali and Sanskrit. And if you Probably you know one of the hymns is very known to you, originally composed in Bengali and translated into English translation form by Prabhupadanandaji is there here. You know in the Aratrika hymns we sing that one. That itself is sufficient what on the divinity of Sri Ramakrishna, what Sri Ramakrishna was. That is composed by Swami Vivekananda. So in no way we can express commonly that what Sri Ramakrishna was. Of course, today, millions of men, in the hearts of millions of men, Sri Ramakrishna is worshipped throughout many countries throughout the world. Of course, many are there. They know very little about him, but they know him, Sri Ramakrishna, as the teacher, spiritual teacher, what is Sanskrit called guru, or preceptor in English spiritual guru or preceptor of the dynamic, gigantic prophet Swami Vivekananda. That way Sri Ramakrishna is known. Sometimes son is known by father's reference. Sometimes father is known by son's reference. It is like that. Anyway, the great preceptor Sri Ramakrishna and the great disciple Swami Vivekananda. 
the movement through which we preach. Here, see so many Vedanta societies are there. In abroad, which societies are there among them? America, we have many, about 12 centers or 13, including sub-centers, 20 centers. So you love Sri Ramakrishna Vivekananda more than other countries. That's a credit. And Swamiji came first here to preach the ideal. This movement through which we are preaching this, and you are also preaching as a devotee, that movement is called Sarada Sri Ramakrishna Vivekananda movement. You can tell Ramakrishna Vivekananda movement. And one is there in bracket. You know him, know whose name is. Sri Ramakrishna Sarada Vivekananda movement. But actually, in India, you know, we respect mother so much, we don't want to highlight sometimes in public to them. That is why that ideal, we keep mother's head in that way. So Ramakrishna Vivekananda movement, Ramakrishna Vivekananda, are inseparable. Two personalities are inseparable, you know. So Sri Ramakrishna's life in brief, just little I will tell here, there were many new persons, devotees will come here. So, and some message, especially to householders, what is, what was his suggestions, the advice, that I will give stress. Sri Ramakrishna was born in a remote village. He came from a very traditional Brahmin family of India. Bengal. Bengal is the eastern part of India, remote village. But though he could write his, his handwriting is there in an archive. In many books we have published now, handwriting was very good, Bengali handwriting. And he could read, he could write, but what is called formal education, that way he did not go through the formal education, not in schools, colleges, or universities, at all you can tell. But he had some divine qualities, many qualities and talents. You know, he had sharp intelligence, remarkable memory power, Shrutidhar, in Shastra says, Shruti, Shrutidhar, exceptional talents, exceptional talents. Another one, divine qualities, the childlike simplicity. Whoever used to come in touch of him at Dakshinisha, they used to feel a middle-aged person. That time when devotees started coming almost 82, 82, 1882 means he was almost nearing 40, 45, 45 like that. So that time people used to feel they are talking like to a child. Childlike simplicity, that's a great divine quality. In Bhagavad Gita, 16th chapter, that has been highlighted. Arjabam, Arjabam. So, and great humility, that's also a divine quality. Humble nature. These were there, and we can't exhaust God's nature. We can't exhaust telling expressing so many words with different types of adjectives. So he was a man of divine, rare qualities that we can say. In tender age, he developed love for God. Of course, this is co common in India. 
you know those who have visited India, I think many of you have visited that holy land. In tender age he developed love for God and that love ultimately became very one-pointed devotion in Bhagavad Gita what is called Vavasaya Atmika Buddhi. Sometimes if I quote Sanskrit words, I will immediately translate into English. That will be easier for you because many do not know Sanskrit. So that became one-pointed devotion when he joined as a priest in a temple of Divine Mother. That temple complex in the then outskirts of Kolkata, at present it is within the greater Calcutta. Gradually he developed firm faith. See the process, how step by step he's, he, was, he proceeded. Gradually he developed firm faith and conviction on his chosen ideal and developed intense yearning for God. You will find in his message, this step by step how a pravartaka, then one sage proceeds towards that supreme goal. So then, and that intense yearning for God, that only helped him to realize the ultimate reality. Which place he lived, you know, that was not only beautiful, I think many of you have visited that place in Bengali accent called Dakhineshwar, in Sanskrit Dakshineshwar. That place is not only beautiful with a natural beautiful atmosphere on the Ganges, but it was some divine atmosphere, spiritual atmosphere was very good. There he lived almost, almost at least 30 years. So, living there, he practiced various spiritual disciplines all along with great tenacity, intensity, love and dedication. That is necessary. What is, we, you will find is in a message in Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna, now known to you, you will find this step by step. What he was telling, he he is describing there to follow the devotees. He did this and developed this way. Ultimately, he realized the ultimate reality. And relating this, what the process I told, relating this on Swamiji's message is there. As I told, those are these two, Ramakrishna, Vivekananda, inseparable personalities, two. If you explain Sri Ramakrishna, then Vivekananda is needed. Without Vivekananda, you can't understand Sri Ramakrishna properly. Swamiji's message, Swami Vivekananda's this message, is quite relevant to this. And you can apply in your life. If you want to achieve some goal, you will see this is how relevant. You will feel how practical. Take off, I quote exactly, take off one idea, Vivekananda says. Take off one idea. Make that idea your life. Think of it. Dream of it. Live on that idea. Let the brain, muscles, nerves, every part of your body be full of that idea. And let every other idea alone. This is the way to success. And this is the way the great spiritual giants are produced. 
whether Ram or Krishna or Jesus or Buddha or Ram Krishna or Swami Vivekananda. These giants are produced that way. You can apply in your this life also. You can see, test. This is necessary. The chosen ideal, you will have firm faith and conviction. I can, I do, I must. Then you will positively achieve that attain that. So this happened in Sri Ramakrishna's life. Sri Ramakrishna was born pure, you know. Born pure. Why I give importance on purity? Purity is important in spiritual life. He was a born pure, but through spiritual practice, integrated way, at Dakshineshwar, he became purity personified. And purity itself is God. Purity itself is God. Remember Jesus, the Lord, the famous saying, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So, man becomes, Swami sees, Swami Vivekananda says, man is the best mirror, and the purer the man, the more clearly he can reflect God. Man only becomes God. Not amoeba to blue whale. So many animals are there. So many creatures are there. Insects are there. No one can become God. Man only can become God. Attain Godhood. So this is the thing. Sri Krishna practiced different paths or faiths. Normally what we say as different religions Actually, if you say it scriptural way, those are not religions, don't take it otherwise, those are the paths or faiths. Religion is realization. What the paths or faiths are telling about the ideal, if you can become that ideal, then you are a religious person. You are following the path, path of a religion. That's all. So, religion means, any religion you are telling, that means, that is the realization of that path, ultimate realization of that path or faith. So, Sri Ramakrishna practiced different paths and faiths. Ultimately, finally, he realized what? That all paths lead to the same goal. In Bengali expression, Jato Moth, Tato Poth very poetic expression. He, whatever he used to speak, you know, was very poetic. Sometimes new words he has created. Jesus Christ, they say, Jesus Christ in India, they say, Jesus Christ. Sri Ramakrishna could not utter that way. Through his holy lips, the word came out, Rishi Krishna. <laughs> How beautiful. A new word, a creation. People used to enjoy what way. The Rishi Krishna is tell, telling this. How strange, you see. So, why so many paths? Question may come. Why so many paths? Sri Ramakrishna gives the example. Yes. Who, who created so many paths? God only created so many paths. Because, according to the nature, you see, nature of different men, even own brother and sister, nature will be different, is it not? So like that, according to the nature, 
mental, emotional shapes of different men, of different countries, different places, God only created different paths or faiths, what we say religions. And Sri Ramakrishna gives beautiful example from, examples from regular day-to-day -day life, metaphors used that way. He gives example, you know very well, that mother knows what the child, her children like, what sort of food. So same fish, but mother will prepare different types of dishes from the same fish. Why? Because she knows the different type nature of her children. So God also created that way. He knows, God knows the best, what path or faith will be easier. So that way, different rituals, different systems, all these things he created. So we can't fight against that. Your is great, mine is this. These fools only will fight. Never the scholars, those who know really, intelligent people. So this is the thing. So the divine life of Sri Ramakrishna is the reflection of this ideal. All the paths, all the faiths, people, those who are followers of that, they used to come near him, they used to see as the very embodiment of that different faith Sri Ramakrishna was. That is the beauty of Sri Ramakrishna. He is called prophet of harmony. Samanya avatar. That can be an actual expression for Sri Ramakrishna. The divine life of Sri Ramakrishna about that Tagore, Rabindranath, known to you all, in world famous, most eminent poet. Within, uh, in teenage only, he became very popularly known, famous poet. So he won Nobel Prize also, a Nobel laureate, in 1913 for his outstanding work, Gitanjali. He has 22 volumes. So the Tagore offers his respect to his homage to Sri Ramakrishna with a small verse or six lines in original in Bengali. I just give the English rendering. He pays this way. Diverse courses of worship from varied springs of fulfillment have mingled in your meditation. The manifold revelation of the joy of the infinite has given form to a shrine of unity in your life. How beautiful expression, you see. So, so nice the Bengali original, that one. So he was actually in the first mantra composed by Swami Vivekananda, we have mentioned. Sarvadharma Swarupa, the very embodiment of all the faiths and religions Sri Ramakrishna, the personification of all religions. An enlightened soul is just like a full-blown flower. You know, wherever maybe, whether it is India or America, no matter. Enlightened soul means like that. Swami Vivekananda says, be like a lily, be like a lotus. Stay in one place and expand your petals and the bees will come of themselves. That is the secret, rahasa. 
Exactly that happened in Sri Ramakrishna's case. He did not go, run here and there after enlightenment. Come, come, I have got enlightenment. I have learned so many things. I am a man of wisdom. Come and learn from me. Never. He called out of love to devotees, but never he expressed that way and declared this. Rather, he sometimes wanted to declare about his, or preach about him. He told, don't do this, then this body will fall, means it will not continue. That thing. So, staying in one place, he blossomed into enlightenment, Sri Ramakrishna, staying in Dakshineshwar, and transformed into a man of wisdom. You can, can't express in other languages, you know, Sanskrit word is so expanding, you can't translate into other languages, not only English, other languages. It will lose its, its expansion. Swami Vivekananda also has expressed this in famous Chicago lecture. So, he never called people, but from different walks of life, people started coming near him. Why, you know? An enlightened soul will have tremendous attraction. That attraction is attraction of Godhood, God's attraction. Naturally it will come. They will not understand what attraction we are feeling towards Dakshinas or towards that, that person, holy person. They will not, they can't express through words, but they will feel that. So, came rich and poor, learned and illiterate, most 19th century, most noble and honorable men, and at the same time came those who used to live, lead past life, man or woman, those who are rude, uncivil, uncultured people, they also used to come. But Sri Ramakrishna received them all with great love and affection. They used to think, rude and uncivil people, all, all hate me, taunt me, tease me, and this person loved me. They also used to go to start facing him. How strange, you see. So irrespective of caste, creed, and religion, people used to come near him and used to seek advice. Even sometimes used to see him. Just watching him, they used to get peace of mind. That will happen. Any enlightened soul means that is the secret. You know. How? And Sri Ramakrishna used to love them wholeheartedly in such a way that love is unbounded. You can't express in words. Sri Ramakrishna's one message is that he has quoted many proverbs he has quoted, many things he has quoted from other places, also his own. So you see, he has his message that, do you know what is the nature of God's love and man's love? Nature, nature of God and nature of man, difference. If one commits thousand mistakes, but only one good work has done, God will count that good work. Even Swami Vivekananda has brought someone, or some devotees have brought someone, uh, did not wish to bring, somehow, Sri Ramakrishna requested, and he brought. That also, they were, they wondered how strange Sri Ramakrishna is counting only his some good work is there, good some quality or uh, some talent. That one Sri Ramakrishna is highlighting among devotees. 
and others, they hit. They could not imagine that how Sri Ramakrishna counts that. So God's nature is one commits thousand mistakes, but only one good work. God will count the good work. Forget about. He will not mention about thousand mistakes. And man's nature is if one performs thousand good work, but only one something wrong, <laughs> rest of the sentence should be completed by you. <laughs> yes, that is the nature of man. So, the thing is, strange thing was, you know, strange thing, whoever used to come near him, he used to express this way, from the core of his heart, not simply lip dip something, he used to express, Ram Krishna loved him the best. He used to tell. Whoever used to come near him, he used to express that Ram Krishna loves me the best. <laughs> How strange, you see? This is something new. So why you know? Swami Vivekananda was questioned about Sri Ramakrishna in brief what you can tell like that. Sri Ramakrishna says, Sri Ramakrishna, he was L-O-V-E, personified. Nothing can be told about him. Love and love alone. That is whose nature? Whose love? That is, God, that is God's love. God will not count. Whatever you do, God will love you. That's the greatness. That's the divine. So, nature of God is like that. These things, you know, through lecture and talks, discourses, this way we can't express. I request you on this August occasion, those who are new specially, at least go through hundreds, thousands of books and research works that are there on Sri Ramakrishna's life and teachings today in this time. But I request you to go through at least few books and gospel, if you read, the gospel of Sri Ramakrishna in various languages of uh, the world have been translated, you know. So if you read the gospel, you will find some uh, touch of the divine nature. You will feel some attraction for that. Something, you will know some, get some ideas about his unique divine nature. You know, in gospel. So, that you must read. He was a God-intoxicated man, man. God-intoxicated. Whoever used to go, used to see, he is only talking about God and God alone. Many used to pass remark. What about Sri Ramakrishna and Dakshineshwar, that pujari priest? Oh, he is God intoxicated. He talks about God and God alone and nothing else. Somehow it will, he will move here and there, talks will come, then he will come in God only. Max Muller has rightly said, of course, he has written book long back, that time so many references were not there. Little information he took from our senior monks or direct disciples of Sri Ramakrishna. He has written rightly, Sri Ramakrishna was a, a, a just combination, strange combina combination, wonderful combination of God and man. If one wished to see him as a God, he used to see the, all the, what we attribute, God, all the qualities are there, Godhood, everything is, was there in him. And anybody used to see him as man, he used to say, oh, he is very good man, very loving man. That was his specialty. Many great personalities of the world, 
has expressed Sri Ramakrishna their views on different aspects of Sri Ramakrishna. You know, different facets are there. Very known to you, Christopher Isharud. He was very known to, uh, you know, and I think disciple of, uh, yes, Prabhupada Ji Maharaj. And he has written the book, Sri Ramakrishna and his disciples. He writes, he starts with this. This is a story of a phenomenon. He is an extraordinary, he is an unique, he, was, he cannot be expressed in the diff, different way he wanted to express Prasya with different adjectives. But he ultimately felt that with no adjective you can express what sort of man he was. So he has expressed this way. It, this is a story of a phenomenon. You can't express. Ramakrishna uh, that uh, on his divinity that him I mentioned, that Aratrika hymns. Vespar hymns are there. That hymn you will find that one sentence. Namo, namo prabhu vakya manatita. You are beyond speech and mind. Swami Vivekananda has expressed. So, his life is a living embodiment of godliness. Living embodiment. Anybody used to see God, how? God's nature. He could see perfectly in Sri Ramakrishna and he used to feel tremendous attraction. Once, everyone he used to speak, please come again. That come again as if he used to feel always, continuously, day long, he used to think, Sri Ramakrishna is telling him, come again, come again. And he is still calling, that you are coming here, who is calling, we are calling, no. Sri Ramakrishna himself calling you. That is why you are calling. Knowing, knowingly or unknowingly, you are coming here because Sri Ramakrishna is calling you, not we at all. So Sri Ramakrishna's sayings are the pages from the book of his life. Many great personalities, revelation of his personal spiritual experiences. That is why sayings are so powerful. Any great personality like that, enlightened soul, you know, their sayings, either you read or listen, you will see that will touch your heart. It will leave some mark in the core of your heart. So powerful, those messages. Tremendous powerful, those messages. Swamiji says, an inspired person only can inspire others. First one is how to inspire through lectures? No. First you are to be inspired. Then you can inspire, infuse power within. That is possible. So Gandhi, you know the famous nationalist leader of India, he says his opinion in brief. Just one or two lines I'll quote. The story of Sri Ramakrishna's life is a story of religion in practice. Simply religious something talks, he is telling holy talks, not like that. His life is the religion in practice. His ideal, Sri Ramakrishna's ideal, helps us to see God face to face. In few lines you see how they have expressed, he had great respect for Sri Ramakrishna and Vivekananda. So, he was also born when Sri Ramakrishna was living, 69, 1869, Gandhi was born, you know. So his life is, Sri Ramakrishna's life, what we will express? Samadhi, a non-dualistic state of consciousness, which is a rare, you can tell, a rarest experience, 
and highest experience in spiritual life according to Vedanta. That samadhi, which is the highest and rarest experience, that one not only he attained, Sri Ramakrishna, but it was anybody would, if you read gospel, you will find that the description, it was quite natural to him, quite natural. In gospel you will find several times, now he was singing, now Sri Ramakrishna is going to ecstatic mood, completely away from this world. His half-closed eyes, somehow, feelings of the body is totally gone, as if dead body. Even doctor once testing, with touching the lids, it was very clever. <laughs> he felt dead body sign like that. And he is coming again. Not only quite natural, he is touching that level frequently and coming to the, this level. Even attaining such spiritual height, when common people used to come to him, see, frequently people used to come in gospel, you will find. He used to behave with them and talk to them in such a way, they used to feel as if he is most ordinary person. Most ordinary person. And he used to feel, I do not know anything. Mother knows. <laughs> Just like a child of a mother, divine mother. You know, he used to express anything have some question, oh, then Naren will come, he will ask them. Naren means Narendranath, the earlier name of Swami Vivekananda, the monastic name. So he will ask him, he knows many things. I do not know. Mother knows. So see, everyone used to feel as if an ordinary person. So actually he was an extraordinary person in the veil of an ordinary person. But in this world, you will see just the opposite. A most ordinary guy will pretend as an extraordinary person. <laughs> that is the tragedy of the world. <laughs> so Sri Ramakrishna's message, the speciality is, it's universal appeal. Universal. Not for it is, for he spoke something for Bengal or India or for some other. As a whole for the humanity. So expanding ideas of that in small message, because he was not a qualified person. Nowadays, talks, uh, subject itself is given sometimes such a way, so long that first you will start, then you will forget what is the beginning of the topic. As he wants to express something great and great scholar like that. No scholarship. In his talks, you will find very simple. Five years old child can understand. So easy to grasp. He used to present the essence of religion through stories, similes, metaphors, examples from day-to-day -day life. Of course, some are there, suppose Indian lifestyle, those who know, uh, they will understand some metaphors from Indian lifestyle. So Sri Ramakrishna says, the goal of human life is for all, as a whole for the humanity. He detects, this is the, the goal of human life is Different way, that same expression is there. God realization. You can tell realization of the supreme reality, realization of the ultimate reality, realization of the self. Different way it is expressed. But ultimate reality, Sri Ramakrishna says this only. Whether you tell self-realization or God, God realization, all realizing supreme reality, ultimate reality, that was Sri Ramakrishna's 
advice that this is the ultimate reality that can be path realized through different paths. You need not change your paths or faiths. You can realize through your following your path sincerely, but, but with great dedication, devotion, tenacity, and love, as we mentioned, Swamiji's message we quoted. That way, positively, you will realize that. Many householder devotees used to come near him. They were afraid probably he will tell to renounce the world. No. He would express, no, householders need not renounce the world at all. You stay at house, it is gold. You are in the fort, then you can fight. How beautiful example, you see. You need not worry for that monks, those who are renouncing all, they will think where they will take food, where the problems will be solved, how. But you are very good in position. Everyone is there to look after. So many householders used to come and seek advice. So he used to give some suggestions. Those suggestions, in brief, just a few points I will express. Those are central aspect. Is this first God realization is the goal of life, whether you are a monk or a householder. That is the goal of life you should keep in mind. Wherever, which walk of life you are, no matter. And central aspect of all the religions you will find, all the religions, all the faiths or paths you can tell, central theme is control of senses. That is necessary. In Sanskrit called Sangyam. Sangyam means control of senses. Hundreds, thousands, millions of desires are there, you know. Desires. Though those desires always trying to convince our mind. And how desires comes? Through senses. Through eyes and ears, listening something, watching something. You know these things. This special class only needed for this only, that how sense organs works. You will wonder how strange. You are watching something, immediately you are thinking. It is there. But you are thinking, I, am, I need it. Immediately goes, hand goes to the pocket. <laughs> Count dollars and exchange. How strange, how desires come. You can't imagine. That is the cause of transmigration. Thousands of births, one after another, taking birth, young stage, youth, then old, again become going, going to the jaws of death, again coming, again taking body, taking form of a body, human body, again going. That cycle is going on. So that way, Sri Ramakrishna says, control your, try to control your desires. That will be helpful. I, it is not Sri Ramakrishna, another sage, one person went, you know, to a sage. He prayed in brief, Sir, I want peace. He, is not get, he was not getting peace in, in the household life. Sir, I want peace. That sage answered in very short uh, some words. Drop these two words. I and want. Peace will remain. <laughs> I means that I. Not devotees, I. You are devotee. I am a devotee of Sri Ramakrishna. That is good. I means dangerous I. Do you know who am I? Have you heard my name? Have you seen in the paper my advertisement? <laughs> that I. That dangerous I will lead us to which and where, when which ditch will fall, we do not know. That, that I, egotism, and want, 
the desires, millions of desires, you know. So I and want, peace will remain. So in these small things you can remember. So this is one thing. And regarding this, Ramakrishna suggests, in about 50 times I have counted in gospel there, have, have holy association. So if you get holy association, this has been given importance to even monks also, monks also, ascetics, they also need holy association. But householders need more frequently holy association. Then one, one of the householders, he asked, sir, how to recognize a holy man? That is good. <laughs> good question. Eternal question these are. So Sri Ramakrishna answered, he has given definition in brief, such a way, you know, that very easy to understand. He gives the definition of a holy man. Who is a holy man? Sri Ramakrishna says, he who has surrendered his body, mind, and the innermost self to the God is surely a holy man. And he who has renounced lust and gold, lust means is the desires. Is that it, it is a symbolic, you know, lust means all sorts of desires and the strongest passion, lust, who has renounced and gold. Gold means symbolic way, the all sorts of worldly wealth, even name, fame, those are also wealth, you know, yes. That those have renounced, you must know he is surely a holy man. So if you come in close association of holy man, take suggestion and advice, then you can count it as God's advice. God is coming near you in the form of, of a holy man. So you can take, that is necessary. A person's nature is shaped what association he maintains, you know. There are many proverbs in different languages of the world. In French, one proverb is there. Please tell me what sort of men you are staying with, you, are, you have company of what sort of men? I can tell you challenging way what sort of man you are. <laughs> you know? You are in company of what sort of man, if you tell, then I can confirm what sort of man you are. So association creates, the, uh, shapes the nature of a man. Sri Ramakrishna was taken to Calcutta Museum. He was watching all exhibits. Suddenly he saw the fossil, the petrified form in rocks. Watching that immediately, he said, devotees, he has told many times in gospel, uh, see, watch, just see what an effect has produced the company. Hundreds, thousands of years, it stayed with the particular type of uh, stone. Then there were some animals and plants, insects, have completely converted into that. So that is possible. Holy Mother, his holy concert of Sri Ramakrishna, you know, she also did not go through formal education at all. She could not write her name. She has given from Brahmadrishti as a seer of truth. She gives beautiful example, wonderful. She tells the nature of water is always going downward. And nature of human mind also like that, going indulging in vileness, in bad thoughts like that, in passions. But by the rays, scorching rays of the sun, 
heat of the sun, water will be evaporated and that will go in the certain height, so high being distilled water because of heat of the sun. Then when it will come down as a rain, it will do kalana, good for humanity. So, like man's nature is going always indulging in vileness and passions, but if they get holy association, that holy association will work like sun. That will take mind in such a height, spiritual height, automatically it will be good for him and good for all. That mind, one purified mind, can help millions and millions of people. That is the power of purity. And another one, frequently go to solitude. In Bhagavad Gita, 11th, 13th chapter, 11th verse, and 18th chapter, 52 verse. These two verses dedicated for this. Vivikta Desho Sevittam. At least go for some time in solitude. You know we make adjust, some appointment. Hello my, with my friend or someone or Swami. Please come that time. I have engagement with you. That time we will meet there like that. Going to the solitude means you know. You are making engagement with yourself. How the life is gone so far. How much is due. What a way I passed the life. Past life. And now what I am doing, how I am passing the life, spending the time, all these things you can see within. What is called intros introspection will come if you are in solitude. And so many good things are there. And another thing, one should serve. Serve men, service. Swami Vivekananda following the footsteps of his ideal of his disciple, Guru, Sri Ramakrishna, Swami Vivekananda introduced in this great order, you know. You can't, of course, know thoroughly in uh, America or Vedanta societies, but you can see in India, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Fiji, Mauritius, many countries, you will see how the suffering, now Nepal, you will see how they are serving, suffering people without any expectation, with love, dedication, they are serving. So this service also helps for uh, one devotee to get spiritual upliftment. How? Because you know, for enlightenment, purity, purity of mind is needed. And if you serve one without any expectation, then your mind will become pure. So purity will help. That is called scriptural term chitta suddhi. That will help you to attain spiritual height. So Sri Ramakrishna gives example on this. Many examples are there in gospel. Most men are egocentric, you know, egocentric. E-G-O, ego. Little you change what will be the ideal, what should be the ideal. Most men are egocentric, E-G-O, little you change. G-E-O, same word you change, we should be geocentric. <laughs> this we learn from Swamiji's brother, uh, Mohendranath Dutt was one of his brothers, you know. One of our swamis went to see him. He told this. This is not my creation. So in India, you know, ancient India, they used to write on doors. This Indian culture and heritage was like that. Swagatam in Sanskrit. Swagatam, Suswagatam. Of course, nowadays also, they will write with some special color, the saffron color. 
I have seen swagatam sushagatam in Bengali or other languages in different states. Means whoever is in trouble, please come. I shall feel blessed helping you. Even poor people, they will write, I may not spend money or dollars for you, but I can help you. So they will write, welcome, most welcome, means I can help and I feel blessed if I can help you. That was the principle. Of course, very self-centered person, those who are very egocentric, they will never write. Even they will not allow one to come at that door. They will rather write at the door, beware of dogs. <laughs> that will be good. So, Sri Krishna gives, I give a, should I tell a story? A small two minutes. One person, you know, Sramkrishna says even through, uh, by your words, sweet words also you can serve. One is suffering, you can't spend money, you are poor, or you have no capacity, you have no time, but through sweet words you can serve. That also is a service, great service. Not artificial, huh? smiling, not, you are smiling now, this is original smiling. You know, other smiling will be, somebody will take photograph, little smile, please, an artificial smile, they will smile. That this is actually laughter. <laughs> so Sri Krishna, you see, he gives, says that one should serve this way with uh, sweet words also. In one temple, you know, this is not Sri Krishna's story, but you can remember, it will help you. Hey, one uh, temple, a priest, a priest, a priest will be very loving, affectionate, he has direct connection with God. But that priest's behavior was very rough and rude. Whoever devotees used to come to see God in the temple, the deity, he used to drive them away and harass them. One day a saintly person came and asked, may I have a look to the deity inside? No, you can't. <laughs> Go and sit there and meditate on God, then you ask God whether you can enter or not. This is order. Immediately that saint thought different way, positive way. Oh, my God has given me chance to meditate. I go and meditate. He meditated. After three hours he forgot that priest. He was calling. He saw that that person after meditation, four hours, then he is going away. Then he called, hello, mister, come here. Why are you going away? He could not. Long time meditation, one can't speak. He came near, told, going away? Did you meditate on God? Did you ask God whether you can enter the temple or not? Then he asked, what? What God told you? God said, I also could not enter. <laughs> So, our time is almost up, so I can't expand. I request you to read gospel, only a few other points telling, I will conclude. And six powerful enemies, you know, lust, greed, anger, delusion, pride, and envy. These, these are called in Indian scriptures, they are called in six enemies. Sadaripu, 
six enemies, six asuras. They are very powerful. Lust, anger, greed, delusion, pride, and envy. They are always constantly trying to pull man down, not allowing man to become spiritual. But Sri Ramakrishna gives suggestion, if you just change the direction, you change that direction towards God, you desire to go to visit, you go to some God's place, to Vedanta Society, I will go and listen lecture, that is a desire, that desire you do, positive way. So that will, if you turn, tremendous power will produce, will be generated, and that will be spiritual power. Sri Ramakrishna's suggestion so simple, you see. So human life, so whole life will be spiritualized. Sri Ramakrishna says in Swami Vivekananda's direct speeches are there, you will see. Whole life, in every action, every step of life, you try to spiritualize. That will be a good thing. Anything you remember in your see, your card number, you can remember, uh, the, oh, this year. 36. 36 was Sri Ramakrishna's birthday, year of birth. This way you can remember Sri Ramakrishna. I remember this way, I try. I am not a saint, I am not a great person. But I try, so I share with you. I consider you are very own. You are very own. I do not know whether you are thinking me or not, but I think you are our very own, as you are connected here. I think that way. In, you know, what is called here text message, India called SMS. Short message service. I can receive phone. I am not expert in cell, using cell phone. On Secretary Mahaj has given me, you use this for ourselves because we need you sometimes needed. I only can receive call and send uh, uh, call someone. So our students used to work with me, you know, hundreds, thousands of students. I used to tell them anything complicated, I used to give them. So I used to, Mahaj, can you do SMS to him? No, SMS I do not know. SMS you do not know. I told SMS I know, but that SMS of cell phone I do not know. Then what is your SMS? I told my SMS is different. Should I tell you? You just repeat SMS. You repeat? SMS. To me SMS means Sri Ramakrishna Madhar Swamiji. <laughs> I remember life, whole day, whole, whole life. You can remember this, a simple thing. But I remember this. So religion is not a human journey. This is a journey, life, human life. That journey towards the supreme reality. Try to manifest your that divinity. Normally, sincerely, with dedication, if you try sincerely, automatically Sri Ramakrishna's message just is this. Automatically, you will, your flower of heart, the lotus of your heart will be blossomed. And presently, its fragrance will spend, will spread everywhere. Whoever will come in close touch of you, they will feel as if they are spiritually charged. That is the secret. And brief, that is the Ram or Krishna or Jesus or Buddha. All these, they, what happened? They did this. They are blossomed with enlightenment. So, Buddha's message, Atma Deepo Bhavo. Be enlightened. Be your own. You, uh, be like a lamp, Pradipam. 
automatically light will spread everywhere, everyone will know to him. So that, that is the fulfillment of life. So you try at best to follow the principle, select your principle, have holy association, any suggestion is there. We have many Vedanta societies, hundreds, thousands of books, literature, Ramakrishna, Vivekananda, literature. You can go through and clear your ideas. And we have to pray to Sri Ramakrishna that prayer has a tremendous effect in body and mind and no soul. So we can pray to Sri Ramakrishna, Holy Mother, Saradadevi, Swamiji, on this August occasion, that please hold our hands and you please lead us to the supreme goal. That will be our prayer. One interesting, just for uh, fun only, I will tell, then I conclude. And time is up. You see, how to remember, this is my talk is over. I'm many thanks for patient hearing, because I, I am not a good speaker. You know, <laughs> Maharaj has told, I am a speaker in Bengali, not in English. I, my English, I do not know American accent. So did, could you follow anything? Yeah. Then I feel blessed. <laughs> so only funny thing, it will help you because top lecture or something, Sri Ramakrishna used to tell some to make some puns and humor. You gospel, you will find. He used to make humor such a way people will simply fall down and on the ground and they will laugh. Loud laughter used to take place in gospel frequently. This is good. How to remember the year of birth of these holy trios, Sri Ramakrishna, Holy Mother Saradadavi and Swamiji. First clue, as a clue you take Sri Ramakrishna's year of birth. 1836 Sri Ramakrishna was born. Please repeat, 18th, 1836. How to remember 1835, maybe you may forget. No, 18, you double, 36. <laughs> Sri Ramakrishna's year of birth, okay? So 36 to come to Swamiji first. First Sri Ramakrishna, then to Ramakrishna Vivekananda. First to come to Swamiji. Leave mother now. Swamiji is year of birth. 36 you turn. 63? 1863 Swamiji was born. Nice? Yes. So that is why Sri Ramakrishna's message, Pararche Suna Bhalo. If you listen, listening is better than reading. Yes. And seeing, is better than listening. So you can understand listening, how helpful. So 1836, turn it, 63, 63, 1863, Swamiji was born. So long gap you can understand, like father and son, like that. And mother, mothers are always compassionate. They will not give trouble at all. 63 minus not 2, 6, 7, 8, 9, 18, not like that. Plain 10 you deduct. 63 minus 10, 53. Mother was born in 53. How nice to remember. Easy. Another one. This is the last because you are hungry. Uh, no, this is spiritual food. Now physical food also needed. Sri Ramakrishna has told. Yes, this is Kali Yuga. So Hindu temple is called Mandir. M-A-N-D-I-R. Okay. Mandir is six letters. Gita, the scriptural text of Hindus. G-double-E-T-A, it is Dibha, so long E, you know. So 
Hind temple is called Mandir, M-A-N-D-I-R, six letters. Gita, five letters. Church, six letters. Bible, five letters. Masjid, six letters. Quran, five letters. Six minus five, one. The absolute truth is one. All the religions are leading towards the goal one. And that is the end of the talk.